This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hello and welcome to John's Media Show, where we talk about media and other stuff. Now before I get started on my review of Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, I have to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how I critique any sort of media. So how I critique any sort of media is based on entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it will get a higher rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it will get a lower rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons will be about equal. I try to keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory, since it may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long we'll be going into spoilers for, so you know more or less when to come back in if you don't want the, the piece of art that I'm reviewing to be spoiled. I have two unique, unique rating systems. The first is unique to whatever medium I'm critiquing. So for films, I use popcorns, because that's me what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers, because that's me what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions, because that's me what you watch TV shows on. And the second rating system is, because I'm a film collector, more specifically on Blu-ray, or for digital iTunes HD, I use this as a helpful guide for, for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today. So at the bottom we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever, not even it's so bad's good, like Batman and Robin, that you can laugh at how ridiculous and over the top everything is. Rented slash stream it is where, for example, if the film was come out recently in cinemas, and I think it's good, but not good enough for you to warrant your money, time, or potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is. And you can wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming services to rent it or stream it. Then I say rent it slash stream it. Seed Once is also using the same example where if the film has come recently in cinemas and I think it's um, good enough for you to go see it once and then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honour is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where what I'm critiquing has great entertainment value and you'll never get tired of watching or playing the video game. This is a review of Hellraiser Hellworld. This is directed by Rick Bota. The screenplay is written by Carl V. Dupree. The car stars Lance Hendrickson, Catherine Winnick, Christopher J. Cott, and Doug Bradley. The synopsis reads, The youngsters Chelsea, Allison, 
Derek and Mike are grieving the suicide of their friend Adam, who became obsessed with an internet game called Hellworld. Their former friend Jake blames the group since they have not stopped playing the game even when Adam was unstable. When they receive an invitation to a Hellworld party in an isolated mansion, the reluctant Chelsea decides to join the group and they surprisingly find Jake at the party. He explains that he was invited by a girl he met in a chat room. They're hosted by the owner of the place who shows them his private macabre collection. Along the night, they find that they are on a party in hell. The biggest thing that I can compliment this film is its modernizing of the Hellraiser lore. It would make sense that today's young people would be more interested in an online game than just hearing about them. The performances all around um, from the youngsters, especially Allison, played by Anna T. Mike, played by Henry Cavill, who most people would know him from playing the DC Extended Universe's Superman. And Derek, played by Kerry Payton. These three in particular are really entertaining to watch, but the MVP has to go to Lance Hendrickson's The Host. It was a refreshing change to see Henrinson do a, a different role than, say, what he did in Aliens as Bishop, the android. This being Doug Bradley's last appearance as Pinhead, how did he do? Bradley brings the same energy into his role that he usually does, but in my opinion, he doesn't do any better or worse in his previous appearances in the other Hellraiser films. I do like the Horton House vibe the film comes across with the friends being separated eventually at the party. There is a twist which should be expected on the franchise at this point, and this one is superb. It's one that keen eye viewers would be able to pick up, even if you don't know it at the time. At least in my opinion, and what form what I've seen. But it's just a twist that amps up the film for me personally. The only criticism is that I have is that the music they use in some of the scenes don't fit the scenes they're in and call attention to themselves. And I'm not talking about the score, I'm talking about the actual like vocal songs that they use. If you're a fan of the Better Hellraiser sequels or just Horn House type horror films, then this is a film you should watch. Four pop- half popcorns out of five, see it once, slash buy it on Blu-ray. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're now heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Spider-Man, composed by John Pisano, from the film score of... Not from the film score, from the video game soundtrack of Marvel's Spider-Man. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Lazarus, composed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. Thank you. 
And that was My Enemy, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So this is played as Electro is going to Times Square to absorb um, electricity and the ensuing battle between Spider-Man and Electro. I'm John Scott. This is John's media show on, on Fresh FM. And we are now heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. was The Maze Runner, composed by John Pisano from the film score of The Maze Runner. If I'm not mistaken, this is just played in the end credits of the uh, of said film. It does appear in the latest sequels, if I'm not mistaken, but like every small segments of it. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're now heading back into a music break. 
and I'll see you after the break.
And that was Spider-Man Homecoming Suite. Composed by Marco Giacchino from the film score of Spider-Man Homecoming. So that was that's played some of it's played um during the, when the Vulture appears, I think in the final battle between Spider-Man and Vulture, which is the main um theme, but some of it I think plays right at the opening credit, like right at the um Columbia pictures, I think it is. But I haven't seen this in a while, so I don't know exactly when this plays. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM. And we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Ray's Goodbye, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, from the film score of Halloween 2018. So as the title suggests, this is played during um, Ray's death by the hands of Michael Myers, or The Shape, who is Karen's husband, if I'm not mistaken, in the movie, which is Laurie Strode's daughter, I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Trap the Shape, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, from the film score of Halloween 2018. So this is played as the Strodes get Michael trapped, as the title of the composition suggests. And and where um, is it? Laurie lights um, puts the gas on in the cellar where Michael has been trapped by spikes. Ignites the flare and drops it where Michael Myers um, is standing in the cellar. Welcome back to John's Media Show. We're talking about media and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today. But I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today. Because otherwise, it would just be in a room, photo computers, a control panel, speaker into a microphone, or by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net, where you can go to our Facebook page and leave me a post via the visitors' posts with your recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I pick a recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. Don't forget to listen to podcast cred right here in the top of the south through freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app. We can find my show and many others. I hope you have all had a wonderful day at school and or work. And I'll hopefully see you all next week. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM. And I'll hopefully see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.